dear friends, and welcome to our podcast Insight Reading Enlightenment, dedicated to sight reading through the lens of historically informed performance practice. My name is Darina Blogina. And I'm Sebastian Mitro. Hello. So today we are going to read some Locatelli. Sebastian, you brought this nice I brought piece. this sonata, number two, from his collection of flute sonatas. Actually, I thought that this collection was written also for violin. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's for flute. His violin music looks a lot different, I believe. Um, But still, even though it was written for flute, it looks very... Very violin-y, <laughs> if I can say so. Well, I mean, it has this, this, uh, yeah, this very Italian cantabile line, very ornamented. Yes, exactly, and and the, the articulation. Articulation, yeah. If you can see um, the carrots, yeah, in the in the second line, the dashes exactly. over this uh, under a slur, which um, is sort of a bowing mark, I guess. Yes, exactly, and. There is a big discussion about how to perform this kind of articulation and there are so many treatises that show the way of performing it. On the flute. On the flute? On the flute. I Or see. on a clavichord, for instance. On a clavichord. Can be. Yeah, you're, you're right. But I think it looks a bit different in uh, clavichord music. It's in different moments, maybe. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, But it looks... Yeah. The way of writing. Yeah, 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 for similar. sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. How would you perform it on a clavichord if you see such a... Such well, the problem with this part, for those who don't have a score in front of them, is that we have um, a series of descending 32nd notes, um, and each of them have their own individual dash with a slur on top. So on clavichord, I mean, I suppose you could... Make sort of a finger vibrato. That would be the actual thing to do. So you would press overpress the string in order for the string to sort of pitch bend. Um, but here, it wouldn't really work. Of course, um, it's more for longer notes and it's more for yeah um, for sad different types moods. of notes. <laughs> yeah, for sad moods and also for flute, I would just use I wouldn't use any tongue articulation, but I would just gently push. With the throat, or with mm, the diaphragm. Diaphragm, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and all these, uh, oh, there's a lot of, there's actually quite a lot of notes here hmm, for you. Quite a lot of chords <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot of chords for me. I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of actually this very basic bass line, like the first line, first two measures, I already see yeah, a schema, yeah. that two schema that I know, which is Romanesca and then Printer. I mean, Markus Schwenkreis. <laughs> hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> If you're listening. And to... Robert Yerdigan, whom I admire greatly. Actually, he, Robert Yerdigan, in his book, uh, Music in the Gallant Style, he actually uses Locatelli mm -hmm. sonatas. And he, the, quite funny, the, basically every sonata in the book of flute sonatas basically starts with a Romanesque and printer. Yes. And and he uses it and he shows, you know, the different variants, but basically that it's all the, the same baseline. <laughs> Maybe it was a flute character. Flute character, but also it's one of these like opening gestures that is very gallant and very and any and I think most people who knew music in the 18th century would immediately recognize this as a sort of opening move, say in a chess game. 
you know, you yes, open your, right. oh my you gosh. open your little, you open the move somehow. Hello. Yes, hello. Exactly. <laughs> Now that we're in Switzerland, of course. So, so lots of rhythms, lots of different things, lots of affects. I see a key change. Is it the first thing that you, because um, I see mm -hmm. first Please. words that I can see, it's Largo. And mm -hmm. then actually I see all these black notes yeah. and then I see the dynamics. Yes. It's very nice. There yeah. aren't many though. So it must be a special thing. Yes, and only at the end, and there mm -hmm. is no dynamic for for the harpsichord, for the basso continuo line. Well, I'm assuming I should follow. The other thing, actually, that now that you mentioned dynamics and harpsichord, now that we're talking about Italian music, right? I have, there are, please don't ask me which right now, <laughs> maybe I can find it later. Actually, maybe it is Carl Philip. Regardless, there is a source that um, talks about how Italians, harpsichordists, couldn't, didn't know how to make the difference between loud and soft. And the same with the orchestras. Their, their dynamics were... They uh, didn't know? They, of course they knew. <laughs> I, don't, I think just in the Italian temperament, they didn't really care. Mm -hmm. um, but so they would play everything loud or soft? Possible. But maybe this is this one author's... Uh, perspective and he didn't like Italians too much which was sort of okay. a theme back in the But day now I'm remembering about those special harpsichords with maybe very late models with some parts that were opening and closing mm, the Venetian swell Venetian because I think it refer it refers to Venetian blinds mm -hmm. like for your right. windows or maybe they had it in Venice I don't the know ability <laughs> to make dynamics right exactly <laughs> quote unquote perform. of course yeah um, but this is a quite late. And actually, that I think this was mostly in competition with the piano. But also, the, another thing is that Italian harpsichords were not really two manual instruments. Right. So the dynamic making is a lot different. It would be with vo the number of voices versus this sort of echo effect from the louder manual to the softer mm -hmm. manual. And, But here I see a lot of numbers for you, mm -hmm. a lot of chords. Well, a lot of these are quite. Actually, what I what I was going what I was getting at before with the um, talking about the schema, is that this bass line is actually quite typical. But what he's done is he's added suspensions and other special chords to sort of make it um, either more interesting or effectually different. I would try to not get into in your way. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. You know, maybe it won't be so successful when I play it now because it requires a bit of work, but um, to try to have these suspensions and these harsh chords, maybe not as harsh and, and, and sort of more gallant, let's say. But we'll see how that turns out. Let's see. For me, at least.
Okay, yeah. Um, well, my Russian soul <laughs> is immediately happy when I see a six in the beginning of my melody and there was a nice expressive gesture, a nice six. Is that a Russian thing? Well, Tchaikovsky said that a six is a soul of Russian music. Ah, the soul of Russian music. Great. Well, apparently the soul of Italian music as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you were right. These two bars, they, they are quite standard for a sonata opening. Um, but then something interesting. I think this is pretty common modulation to the dominant. Also, there is this adagio at the end. How did you feel about that? I think that's a yeah. I it's, it's it reminds me of opera, right? This, yeah. These opera things and yeah. and a lot of these half cadences are very Corelli and goes to an adagio and the dotted rhythm and also like the triplet, um, which exists in other sonatas, not this one, are are a way, are sort of a gallant affectation, in the sense that the notes are not rigid. They're dotted, they're unequal, and they're written as so. Maybe it's right? just they're written out in a galette. Yeah, maybe. And also with the slur, I don't think it would be like a dam, bam, bam. No. But like no. a bam, bam, like little, oh. It's more soft. You know, little, little pearls dropping from your eyes as tears, you know. <laughs> These types of like very Rococo imagery, um, I think, is what, <laughs> is what the dotted rhythm and the triplet embody. It's a bold statement, but I, I firmly believe it. Well, let's see what is going to happen after the adagio part. Thank you. 
Wow, so how was this movement for you? I had so many jumps. Mm -hmm. E sharp. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, of course. Um, yeah, I think these two first measures, they're kind of structuring the, the entire movement. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 what I liked a lot is, is the, um, there's a variety of rhythm in his music, that that quite that interests me. I mean, already, the first bar we have you have these um, dotted rhythms, these um, lombardic rhythms actually, and then in the second third bar you have syncopes, these syncopations, and then triplets, and this is great. I love this. It's so um, jolly jovial to have yes. like this great variety of things and it's really kind of a feast actually it's very well written for traverso you wouldn't never hear an e sharp mm. if you're performing with somebody like it's gone it's right. just it's so soft so there's like a sort of consciousness between the two parts i think so mm -hmm. i liked this uh cheeky chromatic moment oh right a lot oh It's almost romantic. Almost. And then I, I mean, it's written for me to double you, which I did. And uh, I was surprised because I didn't expect you to also play the same thing because I wasn't quite paying attention to your part. Um, it took me by surprise. And I like that. I like getting taken by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Of mm -hmm. Definitely. And also what, you know, how they would have experienced this music. They were experiencing the same emotions, right? Right, except we've uh, we've had Tchaikovsky. That's right, but even him. Yeah, even him. <laughs> I, I He bet. still understood the power <laughs> of the, the sixth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Andante. Mm. I was always questioning the term Andante. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Because in different times it had different, slightly Ooh, yes. different mean, meanings. Very different meanings. In um, in Brossard, this dictionary of music, which is explaining, which is published in France in the 17th century, explains Andante because basically what Brossard did was uh, take Italian terms and define them in France, mm -hmm. in French, because it was becoming popular to have Italian terminology in music. And Andante is described as meaning, is an indication for the bass player to play equally mm. oh yeah that's wonderful mm -hmm. yeah totally anyways i can see the dotted rhythm again <laughs> you want but it's the opposite now <laughs> hey but we've shifted from baham baham to baya baya such an improvement <laughs> such an improvement <laughs> yes and i see three eight minuetto feeling maybe we see um, I see a lot of suspensions for me. I think uh, I may not get all of them, so I can't promise that for you. <laughs> I don't know which voicing would be best at this current moment. Hmm. But also I can see a touch of Saraband, because for instance, in your second bar, and in my second bar as well, we have this bam, bam. Right, the, right, right. Which is, again, the second bar is sort of compensating the first, right? With this, With its regularity when we have just one two three and then one two right 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 right, right. 
So it's not oh, yeah. that simple. Very balanced mm -hmm. writing, mm -hmm. the way of writing. Yeah. And yeah, it's and I think well this for sure. And I think this balance leaks in later with Mozart and others. You know, this classical thing of of having a a response, you know. Right. Yes. And this this way of writing sonata uh, themes. And that's already the seed of your composition. If you have this little right. idea in two For bars, sure. you can create a movement exactly. and then a sonata. Yeah. Or, yeah. The minuet is, of course, the root of all composition.
Well, I think... No, we just... I know, no, oh my God, yes. Well, absolutely, this C-sharp major modulation. I'm sorry, it's just like, it was so big. (laughs) Well, in the... When when you have a B-sharp, I have a a chord that is uh, very spicy. C-sharp, E-sharp, G, possibly sharp, and also the B-sharp. But what did you play? That. Okay. I did it actually. I think. Mm-hmm. But so it's. But basic. it's very dissonant. It okay. sounds. It sounds very, very, very special. Yeah, it's like a jazz. It really harmony. sounds like a jazz harmony. Yeah. And like I don't, I don't use that term lightly. I think it, it really oh, does. No. I like jazz a lot, and I think that baroque music has a sound. But this really, really sounds like, like a, and it, it's great. It's really cool. <laughs> That would be surprising back in the day. That would have been a real surprise. As you mentioned before, we have a next movement. <laughs> As I was again surprised. <laughs> the last movement? Is a presto. It's called, yeah, presto. But in 3 8. In 3 8 again. So 3 8 is it's quite a. Couple. a is it's a, a couple. It's a couple, yes. So I get, but also 3 8. I mean, I guess at this time, time signatures are actually quite flexible. Now at the end, you see, it's the same articulation, the slurred mm-hmm. um, notes with the um, strokes on the top. Mm hmm. And actually here, I would perform, because it's on the same note, mm. I would just perform it as a vibrato or a very soft Would you? Interesting. That was it. Good piece. Very good piece. <laughs> very unusual. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. Mm. It's just a new language. It was a new language. Even though I have to confess, I have played this piece maybe 12 years ago when I was very young. Mm. And I played this piece with a clavichord when I was studying at, at the Moscow Conservatory. I mean, I played on flute with a, a friend of mine, Maria Uspenska. She was a winner of Bach competition in Leipzig. Really? So, yes. And we played, um, she accompanied me with a clavichord and it was quite a special experience. But at that time, I didn't have 
like I was not prepared to appreciate. Sure. Okay, thank you very cool. much for listening and see you next week. As soon as we end the podcast, the violin has to tune. <laughs>